0: Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my Purpose Girls. So, warning, I have a very sick and therefore screaming and crying baby that you may hear during this episode. And, of course, my mind was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Right? Like, I want you guys to have good sound. And the irony of ironies is that we're talking about mindfulness today. I'm like, we can't have a mindfulness discussion or maybe even some mindfulness practices with a screaming baby. And then I went, oh, of course I would have a screaming, crying, sick baby the day that we're gonna talk about mindfulness on the Purpose Girl podcast. Because that moment when we're at our wit's end, right? mama's not getting any sleep right now we've had two sleepless nights he falls asleep and then he coughs the poor thing and he turns over and he cries and right so i'm on very little sleep my heart is breaking i don't know how to fix it what to do obviously we went to the doctor my head is getting involved in wanting to google search a million hundred things and that's like not helpful at all and so this is the exact moment that i need mindfulness to even more excited about my guest today because she is a woman that I trust with my life, I trust with my well-being, and I trust her to be my mindfulness teacher now and forevermore. So I am so excited because, sister, it is that moment when you are overwhelmed, you're at the edge, you're about to scream bloody murder at everything and everyone, you're about to lose it, That is the moment that we need that pause and to come back in. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Let me introduce you to my guest, who is the perfect person to be on today. Adrienne David. Adrienne is a speaker, workshop facilitator, coach, soul sister to me, teacher, guide, former student of mine. She has an approach that is rooted in mindfulness. She spent more than 20 years in corporate, striving for achievement and balance, and it wasn't until she learned and began practicing mindfulness techniques herself that she found both. The impact that mindfulness has had on her own life inspired a passion for sharing it with others, especially driven leaders who, while motivated, remain uncertain about how to fit those stories and those techniques into their already too busy lives. She works with businesses, she works with communities, she works with organizational leaders to achieve personal and professional goals and help them overcome challenges, whether those are real or perceived. She does one-on-one coaching, she does group coaching, she runs workshops, facilitates talks for corporations, all on the topics of mindfulness, mindset, resilience, communication, and more. You're gonna hear that she's not your typical mindfulness gal. I mean, this woman has an honors MBA, and she also is trained as a coach And in Applied Positive Psychology, which is where I met her through the Flourishing Center, she is currently doing a two-year mindfulness meditation teacher certification program with the one and only Tara Brock. Oh, dream come true. Let me welcome Adrienne to the Purpose Girl podcast. Hello, woman. Hello. I'm
1: so excited to be
0: here. I'm so excited to be here. So you all are just going to have to like... Sit back and either enjoy or maybe throw up over our love fest because it's probably (laughs) going to be a lot of love festing today. I met Adrian, I guess, almost two years ago. The yeah, yeah, because Shay is now eleven months old.
1: Pre pre pandemic.
0: Pre pandemic. Just gotten pregnant. Uh, not even. We had so I was Adrian's teacher in the applied positive psychology the in the certificate of applied positive psychology class. And we had our embryo transfer like the second week of class. And then you and the rest of our amazing, amazing positive psychology family were with me th- through the whole nine months, which was so incredible. I swear he's as happy and wonderful as he is because he took the positive psychology course with you all.
1: Yeah, no, that, that, was, uh, that was wild. You, you uh, developed a lot more than just a baby in that nine months.
0: I know, it was crazy. <laughs> And let me tell you, Adrian and I quickly realized, like, oh, we're like very much the same human and that we have so much in common and that we've lived a lot of the same life. And what amazes me, Adrian was the person, let me just brag on you for a second. Adrian, whether you will own this or not, you were the person who everyone would go to for advice. You always had like, a great piece of wisdom for somebody. You had a great question to ask them. You were able to go deep. And it was so evident, so obvious, like, oh, this woman is like put on this earth to coach and teach others, like so obvious. And then you ended up in my Goddess on Fire program, starting to build your mindfulness business and like watching you now just blows me away. and makes me so, so happy. So I wanna start with what is mindfulness? Because it gets confusing out there, right? With like meditation, mindfulness, relaxation. Like, is it all the same? So what is it? And then I want to talk about your journey to it.
1: Got it. Um, so my favorite definition of what mindfulness is, is probably by John Kabat-Zinn. And I can't quote it directly because I don't have it in front of me. But essentially, it's paying attention on purpose without judgment. Mm. So it's it's intention and attention but the biggest part of that is without judgment, because so often we will go immediately into story. And the mm. point of being mindful is to sort of have a beginner's mind and just to watch whatever is without the story.
2: It's mm. not so
1: easy to do.
0: No, it's not easy to do. And I find that I don't even realize that I'm in story when I'm in story. And and maybe if y'all are listening to this, you might not even know what we mean by story. Can you explain that, Adrian, a little bit?
1: Yeah, well, here's a little stat for you. So there was a Harvard study that showed that 47% of the time, our mind is wandering, meaning (laughs) we don't have any idea what we're thinking about. So even when we're doing something, we're probably not thinking about what it is that we're doing. So we're Mm. sort of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this idea of mind wandering. So our so literally our heads are going blah, 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 like whatever story it's telling us, there's constantly a running story there. And if you stop like, right now...
0: Is Shay going to be sick for a long time? Like, oh my God, I forgot to send that email. Oh my God, I'm so annoyed. What are we going to do for dad's birthday? Like all that.
1: All of that. All of that more.
0: Not not that I'm letting you inside my mind. <laughs>
1: But good for you for even having, a, having the awareness that those are the things that are going on in your mind. I'm, I'm literally talking about not being aware at all of what's going on in your mind until you stop and take a look.
0: So interesting that it's, it's almost like when you're driving the car and you don't even realize that you've gone three more miles down the highway. And, right Or you're in a meeting and you don't know what happened in the last 10 minutes or in a book. So repeat that definition again. It is being present,
1: being present in the moment, Mm -hmm. non-judgmentally.
0: Non-judgmentally. Yeah. And that is the hardest part. Yes. And they're probably both the hard part, right? Like being present in today's world where we have so much coming at us, like our computer is dinging because we get a new message or our phone starts buzzing because some piece of news just, you know, hits it. And there's so much coming at us at all all times. To really be where we are so, what have you found in your own life, Adrian, about why it even matters to be so present and non judgmental?
1: So, two answers come to mind. I'll answer the less important one first, which is uh, if you don't pay attention every now and then, you miss your life. Like mm. we're, we this, the statistic is that we are only aware of what's going on about 10% of the time, we're in the present 10% of the time. 60% of the time, we're thinking about the past, replaying old tapes. of the time, we're worrying about the future. We can't do anything about that 90%. We can do something about the 10%. Mm. We live in the present, not in the past or the future. So that's sort of the technical answer. Um, It's just being present to your own life while it unfolds. And uh, I would say that personally, the difference for me, hands down, is the difference between reactivity and responsiveness.
0: Mm. Yeah, that one hit right to the core for me, right? Reactivity versus responsiveness. I got an email a couple of days ago. Somebody was frustrated with something that I did. And of course, my first thing, I wanted to be like, well, yeah, you know what you did? You know, or like, (laughs) (laughs) right? And it was like, don't hit send. Don't hit send. Right. That
1: that was actually one of my hacks a few weeks ago. If you feel (laughs) heated, don't hit send. That was literally a hack.
0: It's genius, it's genius. And Adrienne does these mindful hacks that we're totally, totally gonna get into. So take us on your own journey to mindfulness because somebody (laughs) listening to this might expect like, oh, she must be sitting there with like beads around her neck and she must be like, although you do have a beaded necklace on today, but like, you know, they might be picturing that you have to like be in a monastery in order to be like this. So fill us in.
1: Yeah, Um, I like to call myself a recovering type A um and a, a world-class cynic because uh and everybody like the, the journey was sort of a, a funny one but so, so about eight years ago i had never taken a yoga class or a meditation class like this stuff was for like woo-woo people not me
2: <laughs> um
1: and i there was a bunch of stuff going on in my life and i it was like give 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 like feeding from my cup and i knew at some point i was gonna have to refi- refuel the tank so i scheduled myself into a uh, mindfulness meditation and yoga retreat in Costa Rica for a week and everyone that heard that I was going to go and do this actually laughed out loud said you, you're going to last a day
0: yeah well and how funny you weren't into it and no. you're like but I'm going to go do this
1: yeah somehow it so I had, I think i have read a book by Wayne Dyer the power mm. of intention so yeah. that that was the first I think my, that and like the uh the four agreements and mm-hmm. uh the power of now I don't think was on my radar yet I think this trip actually Put the power of now on my on my radar but um anyway so for whatever reason i do believe that sometimes we're just compelled to something and it's a good idea to follow that even if it doesn't make any logical or rational sense uh so i did i got go off to costa rica nasara beautiful my goodness um, could take or leave the yoga part like i ended up doing a yoga teacher training afterwards because i felt like the discipline was an important one but the, the part for me was all about the mindfulness meditation. And that component of it was taught by a former Buddhist monk mm. who was at the epitome of uh, the monk that drove the Ferrari or whatever that book was called. Um, basically, so. a former Miami uh, music mm. p- producer or something, fast-paced life, drugs, booze, the whole bit. And like, you know, quit his life and his marriage and everything else and literally went off to, to study Buddhism um, and then came back. And you know, North Americanized it sort of thing. As as many have. You know, uh mm. Jack Cornfield, for example, the the Kobe guitar of rock. That that's a little bit his story too. Not the Miami producer part, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh so a week of that, and I, I tried to poke, his name was Felix, and I tried to poke a hole in everything Felix said. Mm-hmm. Every every time we had sat saying or a Q&A period or discussed like, you know, what we experienced during the meditation, every and we he talked about compassion and I told him, No, not everybody deserves it. And he like no matter, but everything he said was bulletproof. He had an answer for everything, and not only that, he embodied what I wanted—like just this mm. sense of calm and balance, and nothing was going to rock him.
0: Mm. Uh, like so an inner peace, like totally. Inner, inner joy, inner peace. Yeah, yeah.
1: and yeah. I, I wouldn't go so far as saying you know he's he's an enlightened being, but he's pretty much the closest that I've certainly ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the point where. I actually approached him and said, okay, I want everything that you have, how much for a one-on-one, like for three days. <laughs> so he has a, a retreat center actually in Boulder, Colorado. And so I actually spent three days with him, just him,
0: mm. in
1: the mountains being like, all right, we, and just totally revamping. Just give it to me, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it stuck. And then he uh, he really encouraged me. Obviously, to meditate daily, and I I resisted. I was like, I don't have time to sit still. I can't sit still if I like. I'm not no. Like this isn't. But again, he's like, you cannot. You can't become more mindful by talking about it. You have mm. to practice it.
0: Mm. You can't Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
1: you? Can't get fit by talking about a bicep girl. So I was like,
0: Let's try that. Okay, are you right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of not. Right. That makes so much sense. It yeah. makes so much sense. In fact, I think we're going to have to practice it here because we're talking about it. We're going to have to practice it. If you will take us through a mindfulness practice in, in a minute or two. So this is so interesting. He, The very thing you were like, it's too woo-woo. It called to you. You're like, no, okay, I need more. No, I really yeah. want this. and And it really spoke to you. And I was the same as you. When I was in graduate school, a bunch of my friends seemed like super – Grounded and clear, and I was like, well, "What are you? What are you all doing?" And they talked about their meditation practice. I said, "Oh no, 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 no! My mind doesn't shut up, so that's not for me." What else? What else you got? Right? Can we set some goals? Totally. Like, what do we got? Right? <laughs> and they were like, no, "No, no, no! Like this is this is what you need to do." And I said, "Well, my mind doesn't show up." And they said to me, "Karen, that's the point. Is that if you actually sit and you actually pause and you just..." notice that your mind doesn't shut up or you bring it back from not shutting it up over and over and over again that's the practice 100%. and it's hard and it's annoying and then it's wonderful that's my assessment i don't know about you Adrian. no
1: i i, I think you're, you're you're bang on and and uh so i i conceded i was like okay fine i will sit and do this thing and i think it was and i'm not gonna lie it was several weeks if not a few months of doing this and fighting and struggling Mm. and sitting there thinking this is a waste of time. What Mm. am I doing? I'm never going to, all of that stuff. And then one day I was at work and something happened that ordinarily would have triggered me. Mm. And it didn't. In that moment I took the pause and I realized this isn't about me. Oh, and then when I had the, the hindsight of that whole experience that happened really quickly, right? I didn't even notice it in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then when I sort of looked at what just happened, I thought, oh, wow, this stuff actually works.
0: Mm. Mm. And that wow.
1: was hurt. And that was hurt. So that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is so powerful. So this responding instead of reacting, the reacting is in the moment. The responding is taking that breath not hitting send right as an example you yep. know or in your example not you know lurching at the situation at work and then for you it sounds like it was a reframe it was checking in with what's true it was not attaching to it being about you and that's where that moment of inner peace is 100%. Mm, so powerful i mean do you not all want this like it's you should see adrian she's like <laughs> She's like zen and out right now. It's like totally, totally blissfully amazing. So, Adrian, let's actually go through a mindfulness exercise, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, let's do it. Because that whole thing that you just said, that we can't talk about it, we have to experience it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you be willing to take us through a few minutes? 100%. Amazing. I have
1: to stop saying 100%. And say that too much. See, I'm mindful of the fact that I'm repeating a phrase. <laughs>
0: And I'm mindful that it's one of the most endearing things I find about you. All
2: right. I will take that. Thank you, Karen.
0: Yeah. I think we all need our own little catchphrases. So you hear 100%. And you're like, oh, that's so Adrian. I love it. Or like maybe somebody from me here is like, do the damn thing. It's like, oh, that's so Karen. So <laughs> I wouldn't lose it. I would just love it if I were you. All right. I'm
1: going to love it all over it. Not that you asked. but No, but, uh, but thank you, Coach. <clears throat> I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So just take a moment to settle into your seat
2: and if it's available to you, you can let your eyes fall closed. At least cast your gaze down low. And notice the way your body feels sitting in this chair. Your weight being supported by the seat. fact that your body is breathing whether it's intentional or not and I'm gonna take us through an exercise of the senses and I'll invite you as we go through this exercise to really focus on noticing something that you haven't noticed before So we'll start with sounds. What can you hear right now? The sound of my voice. Silence between the words. The hum of the air conditioning, or lawnmower in the distance. Take a moment to see if you can pick up three sounds you don't ordinarily notice. And now I'd like you to turn your attention in towards your body. See if you can see what your hands feel like from the inside. Are they warm? Can you feel an energy or uh, buzzing or a throbbing? Maybe you can feel your pulse. Is the temperature different? between the outside of your hand and the palms of your hands. And in another moment, I'm going to invite you to open your eyes and look around the room and see if you can detect three things that you've never noticed before. Could be a crack in the paint. Could be a bug on the windowsill. On a piece of furniture. Open your eyes now and take a moment just to notice. Ding. I
1: should have brought a chimes in. So what
0: did you notice? So there are two nails overhead that I haven't noticed before. And then I live in a 105-year-old house. And since this is my podcast studio, I stare at these pipes all the time, these old pipes. But I just noticed that it's being held up by a red chain kind of off to the left that i didn't notice before and then there is also a cobweb coming from the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) that i didn't see before (laughs) amazing and then just in my body what Uh i notice is i notice feeling calm i noticed actually Looking for what you said as opposed to whatever laundry list was, could be in my head or wandering off. Like I was really doing what you were, you know, asking us to do. And now I notice just in my body, I feel really relaxed.
1: So the point of that exercise is to, and, and thank you for playing. Thank you for actually following me and not going over your laundry list. And by the way, if you had done that, totally normal. The exercise again is to keep coming back to the practice. That's the bicep curl. But the, the point, um, you know, I've done that exercise uh, several times with corporations and so forth. And people are often struck by how many things are going on right inside of them that they don't usually notice. Mm. And this stuff is always available to us. And so this whole, you know, when I say a mindful hack, like I don't think you have to sit on a cushion for 40 minutes every day in order to, to practice mindfulness. It can be three minutes of sensing your body and it just Mm -hmm. brings you here so that for at least a few minutes, the the noise of past and future quiet down a bit Mm -hmm. and they'll keep coming back in and you just keep returning your attention kindly with compassion, without berating yourself. And it took me months. And I still berate myself. Like, who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. I'll still sit there every now and then and be like, "I'm going to do this work. I've got a big to-do list today. <laughs> but those are the days that I actually need it the most.
0: Right, right, because we're humans. And that's just part of a very human brain is to go off. You know, it's interesting when you were talking about sound, I could hear your voice and I can hear like a hum of a fan or something. And then I heard my own heartbeat. And it was a beautiful moment of hearing my own heartbeat. And I did then form a picture in my head of what my heart must look like beating. But it was just a cool experience to really hear that. And if, you know, I'm typically in all the noise, like we all are, we can't hear that. So when you go into corporations, Adrian, like, are people skeptical? What do you know? Like, oh, what, what sure. is this lady going to do? Is she going to like increase for my sales sure. numbers? Is she going <laughs> to, what's this?
1: Well, in answer to the CEO, yes, because a, <laughs> a happier, more balanced staff <laughs> is going to be one that actually shows up to work more frequently and is more efficient, frankly. Uh, one of the things that the practice does is, is it uh, makes us far more focused um, so that we can be present at the task at hand as opposed to Task switching. No such thing as multitasking, by the way. That's a fallacy. It's task switching. And Mm. anyway, so I'm. Oh no, no,
0: no! Don't, 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 don't. Anyway, that. That's really, that's really good because I pride myself on being a multitasker. Mm. And many of us. I'm guessing a lot of women listening. Like, raise your hand if you think you're an amazing multitasker. And it's kind of something I pride myself on as a woman. Like. Yeah. I just took Shay on an airplane by himself. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the bomb. Like, look at me. I got the baby. I got the stroller. I got this. Oh, no, I, I can answer this. No, I can answer a work email. I can, like, do everything, right? And I think I'm awesome at this. And so I think you saying that is something we should stop on because I'm guessing now that I think about that there's no such thing and you said that it's switching tasks, that's part of what overwhelms our brains all the time and makes exactly. us feel so exhausted.
1: Exactly. So that um, to geek out on you for a second, please. Um,
0: you oh, can, come on,
1: girl. You can abs- You can absolutely uh, chew gum and walk at the same time. That's not what I consider multitasking. Like, so if that's what you're talking about, yes. Like, of course, you can carry Shay and get your passport out and your ticket and be you know responding to a text from Josh. Those. I'm not talking about like big tasks. Like in that way, yes, we can we can task with multitask. What I'm talking about is literally you know if you're sitting down to. Uh, write a compose an email and your phone rings or your text bangs. And so you like look mm-hmm. over at your phone, you're switching. You are. So what you're doing is switching from one thing to another. You are mm-hmm. overloading that working memory and it decreases efficiently efficiency by about 40%. Mm-hmm. And it's been shown that it actually takes 25% longer to do anything. If you're not fully focused on it, if you are allowing yourself distractions. So think mm-hmm. about what that adds up to in a work week.
0: Right, right, right. Right, and here we think we're saving time by okay, I can answer this, I can answer that. Right. What I'm hearing you say that probably the coming back to it, then we forget what we did, we forget where we were, we've got to read the sentence over again. We lose the flow. We lose the flow. Yeah, as opposed to when you're in flow and like really, then it's like whew, it can come out so fast. So, to
1: answer your original question, what what do I go into corporations and say? Am I met with skepticism? Of course, I am. Um, I think the thing that gives me any kind of credibility is that I'm recovering type A. You know, also twenty years in the corporate world, I get it. I am you,
2: Mm -hmm. Um, and here how
1: here's how, but I stick to the science. So the talk I give uh, is very secular. The trainings I give are very. uh, There's no Buddhism involved. There's no. You know, religion or spirituality or anything like that. It, you know, if people take nuggets that actually work for them to put into whatever their religious practices are, great. Um, but you know, Buddhism actually even practiced by the by Buddha himself was actually quite secular. Like his mindfulness meditation practice wasn't about any sort of religious aspect. Um, it was about focus of the mind. Like I think the Dalai Lama calls meditation brain gymnastics. Mm. and that's it's what it is it's like it, this is the science of the mind and uh and that and so I, I think you know being able to appeal to folks and actually showing them the data of how uh, studies that involve fmris and so forth that have looked at meditators brains versus non-meditators brains control groups and so forth it's actually shown that the gray matter our prefrontal cortex gets thicker denser that amygdala that pesky little fight flight freeze faint center that makes us trigger and reactive mm that actually gets smaller and less mm. reactive with this practice. So it's, it's um, you can't argue with science. I mean, you can try.
0: Right. But, uh, Plenty of people try. Yes. Plenty of people. Right. So this is amazing, right? So the kind of practice you just took us through, right, of just, what you did was just have us get present with what is. Slow it down and get present with what is. That the more we do of that kind of practice increases the part of our brain that. Is better at rational thinking and being creative and problem solving and reduces the part of our brain that's all about the the stress response, right? All about the fight flight response. Yep. Amazing. So you've come up with mindful hacks because like you said, you know, sitting for 40 minutes is not everybody's gig and most people don't feel like they have time for that. And I found that to be a, a barrier for me when I was first starting. Like, well, I don't have time for that. So it's not for me. So I love one of the things you've come up with in your, in your business, Mindful Yours, is mindful hacks. Like talk to us about what a mindful hack is.
1: So they're just little bite-sized things that you can put into your everyday life that brings you into the moment. So the, it's so funny that you said the thing about uh, you know getting an email and wanting getting all like, well, I'm going to tell you what I think, and and <laughs> you didn't. You took a pause. That's a that's actually a perfect hack. That's a perfect example. And I'm not. I wasn't kidding when I said a few weeks ago, the hack was literally if you feel heated, don't hit send. That's it. <laughs> and then I usually, I, you know, uh, to my mailing list, I'll, I'll, go I'll put a story to go with that or like, you know, what inspired this week's hack or whatever. And uh, t- it's midweek. So it's today's Wednesday and uh, today's one out. And it, it said uh, simply um, when we take something personally, we make it about us. And mm. very rarely is anything about us. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's again, that, you know, noticing reactivity, like if you feel hot, if you feel, if you feel yourself that, ah, that happens in your chest, that you can actually feel viscerally
2: pause Mm. because
1: chances are whatever just happened, you're interpreting in a, not in a present way, you're interpreting Mm. it based on your triggers and your past and your habits and your patterns and your biases. And that, you know, that stuff you've learned in the past, not what's happening right now.
0: And this is the judgment that you were talking about, yeah. right? It's like sometimes I don't really love that, you know, in the mindfulness community or in our positive psychology community, we call it judgment because in my head judgment means I'm judging what shoes you're wearing, right? Like it's, you know, and so I just want to make sure everyone is clear on what Adrian means by the word judgment. She means, how are you interpreting An what is happening? Yeah, An like opinion, a- right? And so, so this, when you said it's not about you, Right. It can often seem like, well, it is about me. So, this thing about it not being about us, what about when it really seems like it is about us? Right. Like maybe somebody's partner is leaving socks on the floor when they've asked them not to a hundred times. And it's like, if you, ugh, it is about me. Or like, if you respected me, you would. Or, you know, a client of mine who's wanted her partner to, desire her more and to be more affectionate it can feel like well this must be about me it must be something right so how do we not make it about ourselves how do we detach that
1: it's a great question and it's a really difficult thing to do but um the the note i sent out today that went along with don't take it personally because it's probably not talked about the fact that you know we see the world as we are not as the world is That's a a quote by N.A. Snin. Everybody else sees the world not as it is, but as they are. So we are looking at the world through our senses that go along, that that trigger thoughts and emotions. We react to things based on our past experiences and the mood we happen to be in right now. Mm -hmm. So if you think about that, if you think about all of those variables of how we take things in and experience life, what are the chances that someone that we're experiencing life with is experiencing the same way? Mm-hmm. Slim to mm-hmm. none. So how about take pause for a moment and say, hmm, this person is showing up with their own experiences and senses of mood and mood and past and everything else.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: how could it possibly actually be about me?
0: This is about them. Mm-hmm. This is so great. I'm thinking of a client who was sharing her dream, her idea of what she wants to do with someone. And the person just poo-pooed, you know, literally like took a shit all over her and her idea and wouldn't work. And, you know, who did she think she was anyway? And why does she think she could do that? Et cetera. And of course she took it so personally, like totally. I was like crying with her. Like I would totally take that personally. And since I wasn't her, I was able to step back and look at this person in her life and ask her some questions. Well, What's his relationship to following his dreams? Or what's his relationship to what's his job? Out. Oh, she <laughs> Right. She's like, he hates his job. Well, what's his relationship to dreams? He never did. Right? What's his relationship to money? Totally afraid of money. Totally afraid there won't be any. So even though he was taking it out in what sounded very personal, right? You, who do you think you are? It really was his own stuff his own upbringing, whatever he learned about money or dreams when he was growing up that he was just projecting and throwing onto her. And that's how it's never about us.
1: Exactly. You know, Phil, I don't know if you remember this, but Phil in our, in our applied positive psychology class, he said- Phil. <laughs> I know. Um, we heart Phil. Uh, Phil said, and this so stuck with me, it was the first time that it resonated with me. I'm sure I've heard it before, but um, he didn't make it up. It's actually, I think, lyrics to his song- hurt people, hurt people. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that like that. So, so that's a great, if you can embody, or if you can, if you can take pause when you see someone behaving in an ugly way mm. and instead of reacting to it or judging it or getting angry or defensive or uh, berating them or wanting to change them, just take, take just pause and wonder what is happening inside of you that mm. that's coming out. Mm. You can't help, I, 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 even just saying that, I can't help feel compassion. And so, you know, that Felix, back, back to Felix when he said, everybody deserves menta, uh, loving kindness. And I said, no, I'm sorry, but rapists don't, murderers don't. And he looked at me and he said, actually, they need, they need it the most. Mm. They're operating from a place of no love, of self-loathing, of mm. who knows what atrocities they've experienced. They need it the most. I actually had a, I really fought back against him because I I refused. I was like, no, sorry, pedophiles. No, I like, I I just, I could not open my heart. And one of the women on the retreat approached me at lunch and she said, "Uh, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, of course. I thought I was in trouble. And um, she shared with me that she had been gang raped and that she had the opportunity to meet her attackers. And all of her friends were like, are you insane? Like, why would you want? And she's like, I just want to know why. So she mm. got into a room one on one with each of the, each of the three of them independently and, and asked, like, I just want to understand why. And all three of them had some horrific story and all three of them were ridiculously remorseful and, you know, cried and begged her forgiveness. And it was just, mm. she, I, I, so I actually started to cry when she told me the story. And I thought, okay, mm. if you can forgive those assailants, who am I not mm. to at least open to the, to the idea that everyone has a story.
2: Mm.
1: And this is wow. this has all come up with the mindfulness practice, right? Because compassion is another element of it. Like I'm going to take non-judgment and, and and push it a step further and, and say that there's a, there's a quality of compassion for self, for other. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have boundaries. That does not mean we shouldn't have boundaries. It does not mean that it is okay to behave any way you want to. But just to, to at least open the 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 perspective and 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 have a little more of an expansive view and question what's going on with this person that this
2: is
0: what's mm. happening. Mm. mm. You know it's like I can feel different parts of my body and brain responding to this, right? Because there's a part of me that's like, "Oh no, F them." Yeah. No, 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 no. no. We do not have to have compassion for them. Yeah. And you know, I have a screaming practice. You know, I have, a, I have an anger practice and a grief practice of like really letting yeah. it out of my body. And, and then there's a part of me that is thinking of those three men as little babies when they were Shay's age and what they may have gone through that may have made them so calloused and hard or not thinking. And I'm sitting with both of those at the same time, Adrian. This is so deep and so profound. How do we live with both so that we're not letting someone totally off the hook? Like you, you still have to be responsible for your actions, you know, for these three men or the person who abused me when I was 17 or. Right. It's like this is the tough thing with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it was OK for you to do that? No. Am I letting you off the hook? Kind no. No.
1: Forgive. Oh God, Karen. It's so interesting that you bring up forgiveness. This is something so many people struggle with and I did for years and quite frankly, still do. Forgiveness, this this idea that forgiving isn't saying what someone else did is okay. It's letting go of the hold it has on you. Mm -hmm. I heard, I heard a beautiful Mm -hmm. definition as well. Saying forgiveness is to stop wishing the past is different than what it is.
0: Ooh, Ooh. 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 Okay. Everyone grab your highlighter, your underliner, you're everything are like, say that again, Adrian.
1: Forgiveness is to stop wishing the past is different than it is. Mm. Our past is our past. Right. We don't live there anymore. And if we hang on to anger or resentment or vindictiveness, that's like that that saying of we're like we're drinking poison, expecting the other person to die.
0: Mm-hmm. Like there's There's no
1: point, right, right. It hurts us. Right, which is actually
0: why I love doing the the practices yeah. I do is just to move it through the body. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to rage, you're allowed to hit pillows, you're allowed to like feel that. But rather than it then coming out on the people that you love or coming out on an email, <laughs> you know, someone innocently <laughs> on the other <laughs> end of it, or on yourself, right? Exactly. Bashing yourself, feeling unworthy, and uh, calling yourself names and all that, getting it out of your body. And then what mindfulness has done, mindfulness practices, for me, is a few minutes of meditation, journaling, breath and breathing. And I don't have nearly the time for it that I used to, right? Like mom is operating on just a couple minutes a day of this stuff right now. Um, But I notice a difference of when I do it and when I don't. Because I work that anger and that grief and everything through my body in one way and then moving into a mindfulness practice every day is the ability then to empty and just be.
1: Mm. We are human beings, not human doings.
0: Right. Right. But I know you and I both have gotten into the human doing trap. Of before. course.
1: You're, we're not productive unless we're doing. We're wasting right. time unless we're doing. Right. We're not right. stars unless we're too busy. Right. Oh, by the, the way, Karen, I'm just going to, I just want to um, say to you, five minutes a day. Great. So mm. Tara Brock... Okay. One of my heroes and my current teacher, she actually told us in the opening weekend a story about herself and her own practice. And of course, I'm thinking Tara's sitting there for four hours a day. Right. Oh, kumbaya. So she she has um, at least one son. I don't know if she's got more kids than that, but she was talking about when she was a mom to a young child, her practice, which had been very formal in whatever place she you know was formally practicing, um, it went down to five minutes before she went to bed. Mm-hmm. That's all she could manage. And I thought, okay, if Tara can do it and say what Tara is, then then five minutes. If, if that's as much as you can do, the point is to do something every mm-hmm. day. So it's very much like the gym. It's better to do 20 jumping jacks every day than it is to, on Saturdays only, do 100 jumping jacks.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's, let's talk about why it's so important. It might seem like, well, what is five minutes of sitting matter, especially if my mind goes crazy you'll notice that when you start bringing your mind back and that process of coming back into the present, that when you really need to do that, like when the person cuts you off in traffic or the jerk in the office or the email, you have that ability because you've now made it part of your habits. Exactly,
1: so just as, we'll go back to the gym example, if I'm doing bicep curls, Five minutes a day, my biceps don't just get stronger while I've got that dumbbell in my arm,
0: in my hand. My <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: biceps are stronger in the rest of my life. Boxes mm-hmm. are easier to lift. Like right, so that when you are need easier. it. Yes, exactly.
0: So well said. Yeah. So well said. Genius. Genius. So, Adrian, you have been building a business out of nothing. You didn't start as a mindfulness teacher, right? You did the positive psychology program, and then you were in Goddess on Fire. Tell us about that part of your journey and actually turning this into something?
1: So I've been leading meditations in the different companies that I've worked for, uh, for a good seven-ish years, I'm going to say. And the groups were never very big and it was a drop-in sort of thing. And so I I did that for a while. And then, and and this thing is is mushroom that's taken on a life of its own. And I keep wanting more. I find it very, it's almost like a an addiction or something, and like what else, and what other book, and what, and it, it's amazing how you, um, you know, there's a beautiful expression that says, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I don't know how many times I've sort of thought about this, and you, frankly, were a little bit that for me. Hmm. So I, you know, I signed up for the Applied Positive Psychology Certification with the Flourishing Center, with which I was so lucky to have you be the one to lead it. And it was very serendipitous because I don't think you were supposed to be leading that, you actually filled in for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then sure. I got addicted uh to the, you know, the Karen Rockhind version of applied positive psychology. And you're you're a great example of someone who embodies what she teaches. And uh and through that, and then the pandemic hit, what three months into our program, and so it was kind of amazing because it was already an online program, so that part of our lives didn't change while the whole mm-hmm. rest of the world was shutting down. We had this twice a week oasis that mm-hmm. that continued on, which I think was a lifeline for so many of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, because of the pandemic and I was, I was getting restless. I was, you know, I, I, I like what I do a lot in my consulting world, but I knew there was something else and people had appetite for it. And I have, I, I have so much, um, passion and commitment to helping people open their eyes to realizing there's a better way of being. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to be stressed out and wound up and, and distracted and always go 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 and feeling overwhelmed like it's it's mm-hmm. amazing how many people just live in a state of constant overwhelm for a million mm-hmm. different reasons mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. you know pandemic hit work quote-unquote work got a little quieter i decided you know what yeah karen i'm doing this uh so i signed up for goddess on fire with you and you watched me like it was it was through that program with you that i actually figured out a name for the business mindfullyours.ca i registered a url i i hired someone to put together my website because that kind of thing is not my jam. I hired someone to help me with a copy in it because writing about myself was really weird. And, you know, I, and it was like baby steps, like one thing after another, and then things started to come in. And, And because of the pandemic, there was a little bit of serendipity there as well. There were a few organizations and corporations that actually wanted to be led with some mindfulness techniques and guided meditations and so forth. Because I think to say that this last 14 months has been stressful would be an understatement. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it kind of grew from there Mm -hmm. and is still growing.
0: And I and frankly so proud of you. (laughs) I would watch the other CAP students like, wait, Adrian now has a logo. Wait, Adrian now has a name. Wait, Adrian's out there. Like you really you you became a leader and showing people like take your idea, take your purpose and like really go for it. And I remember our conversations that like now is the time. You know, I remember us even talking about like, God, in the middle of a pandemic, is any company going to want to invest in mindfulness? It's like, oh yeah, this is exactly, because they're all stressed out, right? And all the employees are home and they're stressed about being ill and they're stressed about their kids if they're homeschooling or whatever the thing might. And so any of you out there, if you're in an environment where everyone is still stressed out at work, like bring Adrian in, like this is the ticket because if ever there's been a time when we all need these tools and techniques, it is now, right? And people are going back to work and there's stress. Did you get vaccinated? You didn't get vaccinated. I mean, the whole thing.
1: Yeah, we're, we're not out of it yet. Um, it, there's a lot of anxiety about reintegrating. What, did, mm-hmm, what is mm-hmm. that going to look like? like? What is this right. new normal? Okay, you know, we, we always have a sense of fear when we don't know. And there's still a not knowing. There's still not knowing about the variant. There's still not knowing about as things do open up, what is that going to look like? It's a, so there's anxiety about reintegrating into society. Right. That's a right. very real thing.
0: Very real. Like, do we go to a movie? What does that look like? I mean, everything becomes anxiety, stress around it. I know for us, added because Shay can't wear a mask, I'm like hyper vigilant getting on an airplane. I notice the people who wear the mask under the nose. I'm like, go, go tell that person now, go tell that person. Right. Cause he can't, he yep. can't protect himself. Yep. Right. So I'd love to hear, you know, about one or two people or maybe it's organizations or teams and what you noticed after you did some work with them, like what you noticed about what mindfulness and your particular form of mindfulness does with them.
1: So great, great question. And, um, you know, I could give you a, a sort of corporate wellness answer, but I have to give you a, a more personal one just because I thought it was adorable. Uh, so I worked with a with an executive at a, at a company for a, just a few months, really, one on one, and he ate the stuff up. He and it, he was not he was like very much like me, not the type, quote unquote type, no robes or beads. Um, but he did for, for whatever reason. <laughs> no, robes <or> beads. <laughs> no robes or beads. That should
0: be your new website. No <laughs> robes or beads. Mindfulness not, not that there's
1: anything wrong with robes or beads. I just oh, don't no. happen. I own both. To... <laughs> um. Anyway, so he, he actually said to me, so, you know, so his communication to his team was improving and the way that, you know, he, he, he would stop himself from uh, judging and would instead, instead get curious and ask what inspired that thought instead, like, you know, mm-hmm. where he normally would have like, that's ridiculous, you know, and slam it down. But the mm-hmm. best was he said to me on one of our last uh, meetings together, he said, I have to tell you that my girlfriend wanted me to thank you because apparently <laughs> I'm way less of a pain to be around. yeah I knew you'd appreciate that I was like you know what drop the mic thank you very much my work is done here I don't care if
0: you communicate
1: better to your team if your girlfriend is happier in her her relationship with you I've done I've done my job
0: (laughs) so good so good and I love that that was with a male executive that was skeptical at first love that it just shows how much we need it. I mean, we are all walking around with like our shoulders up to our ears and in stress and therefore the way that we are responding to the people or reacting really to the people yeah. that we love the most, it's not working. Right. And what you're doing and I wish you all could see Adrian, like she is so zenned out. It's like I will have what she is. Doing. <laughs> so you look it's I mean amazing. It's not right? always the case.
1: I have to talk oh, I have to talk us. myself off of ledges on a regular basis. Don't uh, don't kid yourself. But I've got the tools to do it, so that's the and first.
0: that's it, yeah, right. Because we're all going to have situations in life that take us to the ledge. Yeah, that doesn't go no. away. No, but having the tools, and that's where you come in, love. That's where you come in. So people are going to want to find you, and we send them to mindfullyyours.ca. C-A. Yep. Yes, and follow you on Instagram and all the places. And you have a little gift for everybody out there who's wanting more of this, right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so 10 free hacks that are small little bite-sized ways that you can put a mindfulness practice into your everyday life without having to sit on a cushion Mm. and, uh, and yeah, six week, uh, introduction to mindfulness and mindfulness meditation program that's sort of running on an ongoing basis and, uh, that I drop a load into, to businesses and so forth. And I also do for, for individuals for now.
0: Yes, everyone check her out, mindfullyyours.ca. Obviously, she's amazing, and I'm just calmer being in her presence right now, and always love your presence. Wow. So, Adrienne, around here, you've listened to the podcast, so you know I like to do this little thing with my guests called a Purpose Power Play Round. It's when I ask you very random questions, and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer. Does that sound good? Sure. It's like Jimmy Fallon meets self love. Yeah, love it. Kind of a situation. All right, I do already know the answer to this one, um, but the rest of the people don't. When you were a little girl, what did you want to be? An actress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like I was. Did I get that right? <laughs> did I get it right? Wait a minute.
0: Because I have this picture. The reason I love it so much is I have this picture of little Adrian like on Broadway, right, like on With stage, and I, the boa. Yeah. And this is like, I see you now and I'm like, yes, this is like her version of the stage and she's getting out there and I freaking, you're so good when you speak and you talk. And so it just, I just love it. You're too good. No, I'm...
1: Thank you, I'll receive that. Oh, dear. <laughs> see, Karen is one of my best teachers. She's like keeps me in check too.
0: <laughs> Y'all didn't see, I just gave her a stink eye look oh, when she was eye. like not owning just her, kidding, I'll take her it. amazingness. <laughs> her amazingness. Says. <sighs> Favorite mindfulness book or any book out there?
2: The Untethered Soul.
0: Mm. You are my second guest in like two weeks to say that book. Have you read it? I've like picked it up at different times, but I'm thinking I got to Yeah. The universe has just
1: told you you need to pick it up.
0: Right. When it happens once, it's like, okay. But when it happens twice, it's... Yes. What is it about that book?
1: It spoke to me on a soul level, and I realize that sounds a little bit woo-woo, but it. Uh, but I'm gonna. I'm not because it, it did.
0: You know what I love about you, Adrian? You make woo-woo modern.
1: Listen, if this is woo-woo, I'll take it.
0: Right, like you are a little woo-woo, but you're like <laughs> still badass in corporations doing the thing. Like you make it modern. You make it accessible, and I love that. Totally love that. All right, give us a like 10 years from now something so out there, wacky, fun, maybe people would think is crazy thing you want or idea you have.
1: Naked retreats that don't have anything to do with hedonism.
0: Ooh, 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 ooh. where's Kendra when we need her? <laughs> Sign us up. That was one of the women in got us on fire. Like, she totally has thought about doing that. I should do that.
1: Yeah. You're yeah, not allowed to, to bring baggage of any kind.
0: <gasps> you should do that. We should, do, we should do that. Oh my gosh. Purpose and mindfulness in the nude. We need a name for that. Something
1: raw. Something.
0: Some... Yes. Prepared. I almost said in the raw, but like, yeah. <gasps> like the bare truth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Coming soon. <laughs>
1: How old will we be in 10 years? Like, are we sure we
0: want to do this? I don't know. You and I are the same age. I know, but we look, really Ugh, no <laughs> <laughs> we look really good. No kidding. We look really good. Hashtag this is forty-six. Yes. You're my age, right? Yeah. 46? Yeah. That? All right, last question, Adrian. What is one thing you want every woman to know?
2: Everything she needs
0: is right inside of Mm. yourself everything you need is right inside of yourself so good so good so true Mm. beautiful adrian i freaking love you you thank you thank you thank you for being on the purpose girl podcast i receive your love Everyone out there, I know you loved Adrienne. So go to mindfullyyours.ca. That's because she's Canadian. (laughs) So if you're wondering, and find her on Instagram and sign up for her hack so that you can be the first people to know or just like dive in and work with her for six weeks because she's freaking awesome, as you can tell. Awesome, awesome, awesome.
1: And Karen, thank you because you are not a small part of what's gotten me here. Truth. Truth. I own it.
0: I own that. I receive it. It's an honor and pleasure. I love you, woman. Love you, too. So all of you out there, if you loved this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast as much as we love doing it, of course, go follow Adrian and do all the things. And go over to Apple Podcasts and leave your five-star review. Literally, it takes you 60 seconds to do that. And that is how women all over the world find us. And it personally helps me because the more reviews I have, the better guests I can get for you, like Adrian. So you want to go leave me those reviews now. If you are not a member of the Purpose Girls Facebook group, girlfriend, now, go right now to Facebook. Type in Purpose Girls. It's one word. I do a prompt every single day. I do live teaching there every single week. Like, you want to be there. It's And you will get support and sisterhood like you've never experienced. It's the best. Aw, thank you. I mean, I received that. It (laughs) it is. It really is like the best Facebook group on the planet. So true. Of course, follow me on Instagram at Karen Rockkind and share this podcast with every woman you know. That is how we change the world, one woman at a time. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.